Hello, and welcome to episode 1026 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, uh, March 11th. I'm all over the place here. Actually, it's 1025. <laughs> That's why I was stuttering. It's because I didn't know if I had the right number. It's 1025. Uh, it's March 11th, but we have baseball, Justin. I'm, I'm your host, Paul Spore. I don't even say my name right now. I'm joined by Justin this afternoon, and you see my brain is just floating right now because we got baseball back, Justin. We did it. Our confidence, our 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 eagerness, our our you know faith in Bob Nightingale paid off, even though he wasn't the one that did it. It was actually Ether. Uh, it was a uh, uh, Crypto Jeff. I, <laughs> crypto passing. Yeah. Oh God, dude, I felt so bad for him. I so know. did I, dude. Uh, he's taking it in stride. Yes, he is because he's funny. He's a good guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I felt bad for him for sure. Uh, but how much are you rejoicing at every at all the good news surrounding? uh you know what uh, yesterday happened like how, how were you feeling uh I, I my face was hurting i was smiling so much like yeah, it was i just had a dumb smile on my face all day you're right that's exactly I, what it was i was on the sp streamer podcast on tuesday night and and michael Simeone asked me like hey do you think they get this done or are they going to cancel more games and i went i i don't think they are um you, know, you don't just, think they're going to get it done, or you didn't think they were going to? I didn't think that. I didn't think they were going to get it done. Uh, I just felt it was looking you know, bleak. And I mean, those who've been wa- or listening on or watching, I guess, since we're on on video, um, you know, knows like how positive I've been about everything. But I just, you know, I just got to the point where I was like, they are never getting this done. Um, and because it was always eleventh hour that MLB would throw something yeah, else throw in. something else in, and it just like you know, it's, they they were purposefully trying to tank the players and make the players look bad. And uh, yep. and I just didn't think it was going to happen. And then even when like, they're like, Oh, they're going to take it to a vote. The executive committee voting like, Oh, an eight on it. I was like, Oh man, it's just, uh, I, I was, I was really worried. So, I mean, when it happened, I was like, Oh my God, like baseball is back. And now, like now we've waited like 24 hours for actual, Whoa. Someone just said Kershaw just signed a one year deal. With Dodgers? to return to the Dodgers, that was the uh, we're gonna do a little rumor talk. We got another big signing before that. The industry, it was like the industry expectation that he was gonna resign there. I actually felt that way too. We'll get into it in a moment. I want you to finish your thought on, on how you felt with everything. Um, but I agree with you that I thought the owners were ready to tank April. I never thought we'd mm-hmm. lose the whole season ever. I truly, truly never thought it was gonna be the whole season, but I thought that they were plenty comfortable punting april it's a not particularly profitable month as is given the weather um so i thought they were just happy to kind of crap on april but we got it done and we're going to get a full season there's going to be a little makeup with some nine inning double headers mm-hmm. and frankly you know i know the international draft drafts in general have problems uh but like that seemed to be a sticking point that really opened the floodgates to kind of get this done because once it was announced that they had an agreement there then we move forward. And again, it it, it doesn't feel great to, that that had to be the hangup because an international draft really takes off some uh, autonomy from those players. All of it, really. I mean, it, that's not mince words. And that part sucks. I am happy baseball's back, though. Yeah, I'm absolutely I, I... happy baseball's back. And I hope that uh, I hope that things can progress forward in, in a good way. Now, the only thing that gave me a little bit of uh, hope was. Uh, I think it was Michael Salfino might have tweeted it, was that uh, Jackie Robinson Day, April 14th, yeah, is, 15th, yes. is the 75th anniversary. I know, and if they missed that, so, 
I think there was some pressure on MLB to get it done so that way they could properly celebrate that on the right day. So, um, yeah, it's great. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, TPH uh, it said that Rosenthal tweeted the Kershaw signing, so it looks like it is a real deal. Uh, we are live streaming to everybody today yes, because it is hot stove day, or as I've been tweeting, hot Steve, anytime there's a minor transaction. Um I like so, it. Uh, but yeah, but, you can get these every every mm-hmm. pod if you support our Patreon. Um, folks been joining up on that. Really appreciate it. You get the rankings. You get access to the videos as they happen. Uh, there will be articles up and down. I put a couple out. Um, and then, honestly, I'd pause just because a lot of my prep before there was a season, I was just kind of like in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. Now that things are there, you're going to see a couple articles a week that are that are uh, Patreon only. They're just quick hitters. They're probably going to be 600 words or fewer on different topics, but more of those will be coming through as well. So, and you have Justin and I's rankings always being updated. Like that's the sheet I go yep. to when I make changes. Uh, update updated both my pitcher ranks, and those those are now available over on FanGraphs. Uh, though we're gonna update them again here because we're about on to talk fly. about two guys. So let's do uh, that. Let's do that. You hinted at Kirsch. Obviously, he's back with the Dodgers. We'll get to that in mm-hmm. a moment. But the big one, the first big salvo, was your boys coming through and making another big play on a buy low pitcher. Uh, you know, buy low relative to what he can be, and that's Carlos Rodon. That you know, he didn't come uh, free or anything like that. What is it? Two at forty-four mm-hmm. was the deal. So twenty-two million dollars after this year. This year, okay. So if he pops off and has like another major year, they're going to give him another chance to go out and get another. Uh, okay, yeah. So they've they've made a habit of this, right? They're trying to buy guys that they can that are good. They have an established level, but that they can bring up to a further level. We saw it with, with Gosman, Alex Wood last year, Alex Wood is still there. They bring on another Alex and Alex Cobb. Anthony Descofani was another one last year. And now Carlos Rodon joins the mix and he had his breakout year last year. It was incredible. It was only 132 innings because the White Sox were managing him and they didn't want to, you know, go everything all at once. But how great was he last year? Like I, I can't even begin to describe how strong the season was. I mean, I guess I will. I can with numbers. 35% strikeout rate, 7% walk rate, 6.2 hits. Like, nothing missed with him. It's just a matter of health. In fact, the projections love him. I think I talked about this a long time ago just as an offhanded point that the bat has um, the, the bat has Rodon as, like, the eighth pitcher. Like, just overall. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I. So, I'm how not, do you feel as a as a Giants fan? This is, I mean, this is bittersweet. I'm probably the only Giants fan that doesn't love this deal. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to see them bring back Gosman on a long term deal. Uh, they prefer, I guess, just not to hand out long term deals, which yeah. I understand from a business standpoint. It makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, they, I mean, you know, you can never have too much pitching, so I can't say they don't need pitching. Uh, especially because Tyler yeah. Beatty was kind of scheduled to be their five, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good deal for the Giants. Um, I'm sure I will enjoy it while it is going on. Makes me wonder if this is going to be their only big move, and I'd really like to see a big bat added to that lineup. I think um, they can still add a bat. And I, I just worry about his open. I worry about his injury history. Um, Understandably, right? It's been ravaged. I mean, you talk about Carlos Rodon, 
And, and that's the first thing you think of, unfortunately, because uh, 15 and 16 were relatively fullish years, but even they had some injuries, 139 and 165, respectively, then down to 69, 120, uh, which was 20 starts, but then 34 and two-thirds, like nothing in the 2020 season, through seven and two-thirds and basically hung it up there. Uh, and so then this breakout year kind of came out of nowhere in that he stayed healthy but all of his skills were able to come through. We've seen bits and pieces of these skills before. It wasn't surprising that he was great. It was just surprising that he got to be fully healthy and beat Carlos Rodon that, that people have been waiting on forever. He's a former number three overall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> and ringing his doorbell just to, just to go out, but you can't just keep ringing it while I'm podcasting, like right? Like, hello? Put him up. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, he didn't get a longer deal, honestly. I mean, I guess this is a uh, – I, I figured he would get – somebody would shell out a three- or four-year contract for him. Um, so, I mean, from that standpoint Team, – like, Teams have gotten smarter, though, right? Like, they – I know, but I know there's just like not really a risky. ton of pitching on the market, and True. there are a ton of teams looking for pitching. I just assumed that somebody would give him at least a three-year deal, if not a four-year deal. And maybe, maybe some, maybe a team did, and they just weren't willing to go as high for annual value. Or maybe um, somebody did, but he thought the Giants were better. Yeah, because I mean, the Giants and, are like the anti-angels, right? The Angels get guys and they get hurt. The Giants take hurt guys and make them, you know, amazing again. Now he's exactly. already amazing. You know, maybe he stays healthy in San Francisco. Maybe something about that Bay Air. Just, uh, you know, it's helps. different, baby. <laughs> just, like and like Newt Colorado, says, perhaps the opt out was a big key, too, because he wants to mm -hmm. go ahead and take another crack if he has a second great year. I think if he goes, you know, 140 plus innings, something that is like pretty healthy, mid 20 starts or more, that might encourage somebody. Because guess what? Even after this year, he'll still only be 30. Carlos mm -hmm. Rodon is not old. And he's so, just been around forever. Just yeah, and mind. there's like a fatigue level because he was drafted all the way back in 14 out of college, by the way, too. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like he's a high school guy come out of North NC State, where I believe he played with Trey Turner. Um, so you know, I like this move. You talked about how you just moved him down, you just put out this most recent ranking, and you had him down at 52. Yeah. Now you're moving him right back up. I definitely gonna move him up. The question is how high, and I don't think it's going to be. I mean, right now he's going in NFBC draft champion leagues. Uh, he's going as like the number forty starting pitcher. So you take out um, all the all, all the relievers out of there, and he's going mm -hmm. about the fortieth. He's going to be a top thirty starting pitcher according to ADP. Like that's okay. where he's going to start going, if Especially not with higher. The San Francisco reputation, yeah. If not higher than that, um, there's no way I'm going to get close to that. So he's going to go up. He'll probably move up at least to 45, maybe higher. But I'm still worried about the injuries. And I'm also interested to wait and hear if the Giants say how they're going to handle him. Because, you know, while the Giants have been great at keeping pitchers with injury tracker, it's healthy. They do it by kind of limiting their usage uh, at True. times. And so... True. Is he a guy that is going to line up for a crap ton of wins necessarily, or if you're in a quality start league, any quality starts, because mm -hmm. they kind of rely on the depth of that bullpen um, yes. and don't let him overextend himself. I mean, this is a team that have eyes on a World Series, 
they need to keep him healthy for 162 now. Yeah, and Rodon has to be the there playoffs. in October. Mm-hmm. You know, you want Webb Rodon being a righty lefty punt, one two yep. punch. Um, obviously, they'd want all five Webb Rodon, Descofani, Wood, Cobb, but it's a cut above for Webb and Rodon. They're expected to kind of be those those two t- two guys at the top there, and it is a nice righty lefty punch. Yeah, I think I'm going to have him. Um, I think I had him late 40s. I think my first ranking that's on the site was like 52, which was actually matching yours. Um, I'm going to get him up, I think, to about 40 right now. I think I can definitely do that. And he's behind. He's right behind. I'm I'm real big on this guy, so my jar some folks, but I, I really like this guy. Uh, he's right behind Patrick Sandoval for me. Another lefty. A little bit of injury this past year with the stress fracture. We'll see where he's at. I'm eager to kind of see both of them, Sandoval and Rodon, see how healthy they are and what what they're up to. I also have a Pablo Lopez and Michael Kopech near there. A couple other guys with some question marks, but that can be very, very good. So, so man. I just, I just moved so him excited. right back to where I had him before, which is 37. Okay. Um, and the rationale is I moved him ahead of guys uh, like Charlie Morton, Nathan Eovaldi, who are injury risk guys. Right, just like him, Morton's kind of older, just like him. Um, but he's going to a great park, he's you know going to a team we kind of trust. Uh, and ahead of like Shane Boz, who I'm a little worried about the innings on. So, you know, I can't be like, oh, I'm worried about the innings on Shane Boz and then rank Rodon 10 spots lower because I'm worried about the innings on him. Yeah, so. He's still not going to be in my top 30, which is where I, I believe people will draft him. I'll be interested to see some boards tonight um, from wait. people doing like OCs and things like that. And uh, the Barf League draft is tomorrow. Um, in the it's called in the Bay, the Bay Area. Area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and I will, I will at worst live stream the board from that. Okay. Uh, so that way, people people can watch it. Uh, and I can't I wait try, to see where he goes. I'll try to get a public board, but um, yeah, I he will not be on my team tomorrow. I, I can assure you that there it, will be some. I think it'll be do. tough, you know, where based on where you're at to want to get in right away because right now is when it's going to be the, the highest. Like, he'll, mm-hmm. I think Rodon's going to shoot up and then stabilize, but I, I think it's going to be in that top 40 there, and um. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm I'm putting him right around there. Uh, what did I say? I am at exactly 40, so I'm okay with that. It depends on the team too, right? This, he's a team construction kind of guy. You can take Rodon if you have what you feel is some stability at the front end of your rotation. I don't think I'm trying to pair him with his former teammate, Michael Kopech or, uh, or, or Pablo Lopez or Carl, Clayton Kershaw. So let's transition into that. Mm-hmm. Another lefty signing out West, staying with the Dodgers. For me, Again, I just kind of always felt like that's where I was going to go. I understand the the qualifying offer stuff uh, that gave people some pause. It just felt like that's what, that's what it was going to be, is that the Dodgers were going to get something worked out and bring him back, partly because I just didn't think they had enough pitching to do it without him, right? They, they've had such robust pitching in terms of volume in these past years that maybe in a previous year they could have said, even Kershaw being Kershaw, they could be mm-hmm. like, well, we're, we're going to miss him, but we're not going to be devastated without him. You take him out of this rotation, it's Bueller, Urias, Kershaw, Gonsolin, Heaney. You take Kershaw out of there and slot in David Price. I loved I love David Price, man, but nah, that's that, that's not that's not it. Uh so Kershaw, 34, injuries, you know, uh, 
plentiful lately, right? Has not reached the 200 inning threshold since back in 2015. Has really been more of like a 170 kind of guy since then. Down to 121 last year. Yeah, he's going to go year by year, as Noob points out. And I, I think that's the way it is with his health and with everything he's accomplished. He doesn't really need to push it. He doesn't need a, a multi-year deal. So Kershaw gets the one-year deal. 34 years old. Still good. 355 1.02 whip last year with a 30% strikeout rate. Still awesome. Let's not let's not undersell it. What are you doing with Kershaw now at 34 back with the Dodgers? Does this give you some confidence? You leaving him the same? Or or I can't imagine you're moving him down for any reason. No, no. I, I've moved him up uh as as you were talking. I moved him up 10 spots. Uh but that's because I had him super low. I mean, I had him like yeah. 72. I moved him up oh. to 62. Um, which means I'm not getting him anywhere. Correct. Uh, I, I, the, the health concerns right now are just, are just too great. Um, maybe I can move him up a little bit higher once we see him start throwing in spring. How do you feel like when a team signs somebody that's an injury concern though, does that not give you some, some, uh, you know, better feeling about like, okay. When it's a long-term you know, deal, I feel a lot better, but when it's so, a one year, like, that's tell that's telling me because there's no i mean we hear it all the time no such thing as a bad one-year contract right true and so, i totally agree with that I if it's a one-year contract i don't think that changes my opinion okay on a guy because the team is willing fair. to throw money at anybody for one year um you know and and i i know uh like you said uh tph uh said like kershaw won't take his career year by year he can take his career year by year on a five-year deal true he can just retire whenever he wants. So, like, that's true. Like, this does not inspire any sort of confidence that he got a one year deal from the organization he is on the Mount Rushmore for. Yeah. Like, you know, like, no, I get that. I get that. I think that's, I think that's a great thing to point out. And that makes a lot of sense that, like, it doesn't necessarily change the equation that much when the team that's kind of always believed in him because he's their guy mm-hmm. is just kind of further further believing in him like, i yeah. get that yeah i definitely get that so i hope um, i'm wrong i mean kirsch i mean you know i'm not gonna have him on any of my teams but he i think baseball is better when he's great um i'm just yeah. i'm a bit concerned that uh I, I don't know how to project the innings on him this year uh i mean like you said he you know he only went 121 two-thirds last year um you know dealing with for the forearm issue uh that that's usually never good. So I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. He's not just, you know, my rank is pretty much saying I'm out. Exactly. Uh, that, and that's, that's good to know that, that you, you know what you're getting there, right? Like uh, you're going in saying, I just can't do it with him and I'm not really interested in it. And I think that's okay because again, you're up front saying, it's just not. It's just not the player for me. Mm-hmm. So that's totally fine with regards to Clayton Kershaw. I am more open to taking him. I've got him. Let's see here. I'm gonna have him. It's gonna be. I could type. Thirty sixth. With 36th. other injured guys. Wow. Yeah, he's Clayton Kershaw. He's the best pitcher of his generation. He have hasn't... you taken him yet? Uh, no, because I wanted. I wanted him to sign. Okay. I didn't really want him in Texas. Uh, I know that was kind of like the other rumor because that'd be t- going back home. I didn't really want him in Texas because um, I just, with the new uh, new team and all that, I, I like him in his 
creature, creature comforts of, of LA. He knows what's going on over there. And that's what I'm more comfortable with. So I'm, I'm open to taking him now. Um, by the way, I want to ask you something. You brought up Michael mm -hmm. Simeone. Did you see what our dumbasses did? Mine and me and Michael. No. So yes. Oh yes, yes I yeah. did. You guys set the mins on, on some on amazing young pitchers. We sure did for different reasons, by the way. Some Michael Simeone fan I am. I love the guy, but uh, I didn't know that his was a negative. He was taking somebody he hated very early. He took <laughs> Tariq Skubal. Uh, he said if a like deal gets done today. Overall. That's the best part is that he got the second pick. He said, if, if we get a deal done today, I'll take I'll take Tariq Skubal in an NFBC, NFBC 50 in my first round. And because Skubal has prospect hype and all that, I, I just, I'm not caught up on pods, so I have not heard all the SP streamer pods. I didn't know this was a negative. Maybe the fact that he put a clip of him giving up a bomb in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. should have tipped me off, but I'm stupid. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll jump in. I'll pick, I'll pick Joe Ryan because I love Joe Ryan. And then somebody goes, Ah, oh, dang, that sucks that you're out on a twin, but you know, whatever. Like he, he just kind of pointed out that he thought I was out on. I was like, wait a minute, these aren't positive players. I thought we were just taking like a pet player very early, you know, <laughs> to be goofs. And uh, so I was like, well, I still kept it. I was like, I couldn't really think of somebody that I have that much dislike for the way he does scooball. Kyle Gibson, and, you and un honestly, that was the right. Pick. You're right, that was the right pick. Yeah. That that absolutely what is what it should have been. I will say another person in the draft got in on it. A, a person with the last name Carlson took Brent Suter at pick eleven. So all three of us totally screwed up the draft. So, and the men so Michael Simeone did did this last year. If uh, him and I went up against each other in the um, in the baseball pods bracket in the first round, FWFB and SP streamer, and he said if he beat me, he would take Denelson Lamette in the first round. <laughs> Um, and I started campaigning for him, uh, against myself. Uh, yeah, yeah and kick my butt. Yeah. I, I want to see this. Uh, and he did. And then he won the league. That's, that's some stud behavior which, right there, which again shows you, you cannot lose your draft in who, the first who round in the industry has been like saying that over the last year or so. Hmm. Oh Yeah. Me, I get so tired of hearing about you can't win it, but you can lose it. You can do neither. Yeah, generally That's speaking, literally nothing. Neither is going to happen. Lamette in the first round and, and like, won the league. And obviously, it's putting an arm behind your back. I'm not saying it's yeah. You easy. don't want to start that way. But. Yeah, like we are dumb for doing this. Although I hope Scooble, I actually hope Scooble burns him and goes crazy, and then uh, like burns burns his take. But makes mm -hmm. it which would actually help him. Yeah, yeah. he um, ends up being like an SP two this year. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. I would love that. I would love that. So you know, hopefully he doesn't win the league because I'm in it. I put up my own money, but um, I went Joe Ryan in the first. I, I got twelfth pick. Obviously, I set my. I don't know if he met, left his KDS one to whatever, but if I was going to do it, I wanted to try to get a later pick. So I set it twelve to. And that's what he one. did last year. He he took, um, he took Lamette twelve. Uh, and then you know had the 13th pick. It's, so it this, just feels a little bit better. Like it's still, it's still awful, not good. Obviously. Yeah, it's still, yeah. it's still. But, but but to do it at two, oh, that had to be so painful. But well, he's man because like Trey Turner goes it. five in that league because of I this. know, dude. It's and great. it's like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, I went Ryan Albies, 
uh, Nola Semyon for my top four. He went Scooball, and then he realized he needs pitching because his pitching sucks if he hates Scooball, and went Wheeler, Hater, Lindor right after that. So he went Lindor, Mondesi, Altuve, Castellanos for his top four hitters, and it's a 12. So if you're ever going to pull it off, a 12 is definitely the right place to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'd be smart, even as a goof, to do it in a 15. Then you're kind of really burning the money because it's just so much harder. I think we could both overcome it. And even Carlson as well with, with his Brent Suter. I think any of the three of us could could truly overcome this. Like you said, he's already done it with the Lamette thing. But it was really funny, and I like that he did that. I just have to remember in the future, because this seems like it's becoming a yearly thing with Simeon, um, to save a draft yes, until yes. he makes that announcement. Because it's, a, it's positive EV for the rest of the folks in this league. Absolutely, right? Just, just, right? just by us doing that in the first round is inherently at least a few percentage points, right? It's like uh, you know when you're at a casino and they do a splash pot. Uh, they put that extra money in that mm. free $100. Like we basically put in a little extra value yeah. for everybody else in that league by taking Scooball, Suter, and Ryan in the first round like dumbasses. I'm sure it bothers some people, but I'm fine with it. I think it's fun. I don't it's think anybody do of the other nine people were upset. No, 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 no. no. Like, They're not yeah. bothered by it. But I could see people like on the Who outside. Cares? Isn't that BC? I, I don't like, care. There's that's barely an overall. Like there's I that's mean, what I'm saying. If the overall ends up coming out of uh that league, it you know Who cares? oh well, you know. Who cares? Sorry. We're goofing yeah. and gaffing. We're not and, but but it's also not um collusion. Like no. we're not doing it so somebody can win. We're doing it for content to be funny. So anyway, uh, but that was great. I love that Michael did that and I want to be part of it. I'm sorry I misread and 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 I saw you put Gibson, and honestly, I should have just done that. That's my only regret on it is that was the right pick for me was to take mm -hmm. Gibson since we, since we were doing players that we don't love. Uh, but I do love Kyle Gibson because he sent that very nice – he did a wonderful cameo that you yeah. got me, and he just was a really genuine dude. And so yeah, no matter see, how much I love on charity him, yeah, I could, I could never like throw hate on him. If anybody he was would not really talk, he would not talk trash no, to you on that, he, even though I told refused. him to. Like, yeah, he just anybody came sideways at him, I'd have to be like, nah, you, you can't do that because uh, he just seems like a genuinely mm -hmm. nice guy. And yeah. so, uh, anyway, any other rumors that you're seeing right now? We're not gonna go too crazy on this uh, one. Not uh, a but rumor, but a piece of news we don't have on the rundown. Ranger Suarez likely not ready for opening oh, yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of a visa issue, that uh, something sucks. I had I had not thought about prior. Mm. Um, I don't know happens how every year with a handful of dudes, right? Yeah, but we had to think with a lockout that you know the teams really help these guys get this, these these uh, visas done. Um, yes. I I moved him down um, because to. of it. Uh, I I had him in my inside of my top fifty. I'm at fifty six now. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's, you know, if he's not gonna be ready for opening day, that definitely, you know, hurts. We don't know how long. I mean, I think it'll hurt him less than it would another guy because we sure. saw how quickly he could stretch out last year. So this shouldn't like crush him in terms of, but just got to know that, Hey, you may, he may miss a few weeks of the season um, or maybe even the first month as he's, you know, getting in shape, getting stretched out. Um, you know, and hopefully these visa issues don't linger any longer than that, but uh, definitely have to like you know take off probably three to four starts off of his projection. No, I think that I think that's absolutely correct there. That uh, with Ranger Suarez, you, you, you can't just take him at face value right now, or else you're asking to uh, uh, to kind of lose out. So keep 
stay monitored on that for sure. It could change quickly, and we've seen it before. Like I said, this kind of happens with shocking regularity that somebody ends up dealing with it in a given year, but it can be resolved sometimes quickly and sometimes it ends up not really being anything. But as it stands right now, I agree that Ranger Suarez should be pushed down a little bit. I think we've talked about him in the past and you mentioned where you had him, but uh, what, what is your general feeling on him? I know that there's been the I talk like about, yeah, I, see, I do too. And I, I know the talk about, um, he had an e easy schedule, schedule and, like, and all that. But, man, I don't know. I think that that is just kind of ignoring how great he was. Like, he doesn't get yeah. – uh, I don't feel like we do that a lot for players uh, every year, and I feel like he's just kind of being cherry-picked to be like, oh, well, look at his schedule. It's like, okay, well, look at know. Look at the skills and the velocity that yeah. he kept moving from a reliever to a certain – and doing it in that short period of time. Like, you would expect things to, like – fall apart for him like for his mm -hmm. walk rate to rise for his home run rate like i know it was an easy schedule but he can only pitch against who he's scheduled to pitch against. that's what i'm saying like, too he doesn't get to be like well i want a tougher opponent this week. like no <laughs> well, like, and nobody go ahead i'm sorry oh i just i mean I, I just think it's ridiculous that like that's the only basis that people like i mean i don't really see a whole lot in the profile that tells me like if if we thought he was going to repeat what he did in a small sample last year We'd be taking him as a top twenty pitcher. Thank We're you. not, and that's the thing. Nobody's saying that he's a sub two ERA guy. Yeah. In fact, I'm fine with a high threes and a great whip because I think it'll come with a great whip and decent enough strikeouts. And what you pointed out about how he ramped up and showed he had like three six inning outings at the end there, like he was getting in the groove and wasn't just a five and dive or a four inning type of guy. So. I don't know. I really like Ranger Suarez. I think he showed a lot of skill, and I understand that he beat up an easier schedule. Okay, it just doesn't. It just doesn't really phaze me. I feel like I feel like we're kind of cherry picking he had a, a little bit there. Complete game towards. Yeah, the that's right. That's right. He had and, the and finished with and finished with a seven inning shutout um, at Miami. Like I, yeah, like, yes, like, I get. Yeah, the schedule was great for him. He only faced, but he was their closer. And he, and yeah. he transitioned back to starting and was like throwing shutties. Like, so yeah, yeah. I mean, he, so I'm he in all, on him. Yeah, he also like pretty much blanked the Rays. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, he well, had a good I, team I, in there too. It wasn't like I it was know only it's, uh, I also know that it's like it's relief work for Ranger Suarez. But if you do look at like the plus 500 teams versus the sub 500 teams, like mm -hmm. he was fine against good teams. It was only. 32 innings because that's all he got, but he had a 111 ERA and a .93 whip against sub 500 teams. It was 74 innings with a 147 and a 103. So I just thought he was great. I think he's got some good stuff. Um, he doesn't really have a true, like he has two fastballs and a changeup. And I get that mm -hmm. wanting a breaking ball and all that, but again, I'm not asking him to be what he was last year. I like Ranger Suarez. I hope he gets the visa issues figured out. Now, before we get into third base, any other rumors of note that, that are, are standing out to you? You can say no if there aren't any. I know a bunch are flying all over the place. I'm just wondering where, where you stand and if any of them, any of the early ones have uh, have drawn some attention to, from Close you. Close to, to the uh, um, Rockies. To the Rockies. Like, of course. That, like, they're def there's three that, teams, right, that, that he's yeah, apparently the, interested but, uh, in. The Rockies are the, the front runner, and of course – they would figure out a way to block someone of young talent on that team. Like Connor Joe doesn't get the start because 
that would just because be they're going to so... bring in Pujols to be the everyday DH. And you Justin, know I mean? if that happens, I swear to God, you know I'm it's not... going to happen. Like it's it is the most Rockies move ever. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it it'll be amazing. It'll just you yep. know they they reassign Cron, they bring in Pujols, and someone in that outfield is going to lose time because they're going to have to move. <laughs> Tapia or whoever was going to. It might be Tapia them. though, because uh, it's it'd be somebody who you know it'd be a lefty. I don't think it's going to be Blackman. I just saw the the Cubs sign Anderson Simmons and Noob put that in the chat as well. That's not really moving the needle for me right now, but that that is another sign. They appear to interesting be like, though because the where's Horner play now? Um, utility because uh, he's not that good. I mean, it's not like Anderson Simmons is anymore. He is a defense. Hasn't his defense slipped a little? I feel like I mean from the from yeah the freaking, from a league, yeah. you know the top the highest level possible. I mean, sure, so, it probably has, but but back to the Rockies, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Back so, to the so, Rockies possibly signing Char- Charlie Black. Charlie Blackman was projected to be their DH. If they sign Pujols, he's gonna have to DH. Charlie Blackman goes back into the outfield, and all which of hurts sudden, everything. Yeah. You know, either Sam Hilliard, Connor Joe, or Tapia loses playing time. Um, it'll probably Hilliard and Tapia. No, it can't it'll be Joe because he's a righty. He's a righty. No, it no, doesn't I'm, matter. I'm banning it. I'm banning it. I know it doesn't. I'm banning it. I'm put because it, 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 it'll be the one that people are most excited about. Of course, and that, that's absolutely Connor Joe. No, you're right, but I'm angry, so I'm going to deny your Dude, correctness. I've, right I've gotten now. Connor Joe on a number of teams. It would suck for me. Um, just, they don't know what they're doing, dude. They're so dumb, and it is so annoying. That's how amazing is it that he still has three suitors at this point in his career? Well, legendary player, so he does bring something to like the clubhouse and all that. He's revered. And if they feel like that's if – if you're trying to improve your culture, he can do that day one. And he dominated against lefties last year. Now, it's rare that, you know, usually short side platoon DH only types aren't in high demand. But when they're inner circle Hall of Famers, they get a little bit of extra – a little bit of extra juice. I mean, he was 294, 336, 603 with 13 homers against lefties last year. I mean, that's a, that's a star-level player. So, you know – Good for him, and I love pools, but you busted me up here by trying to take my boy Connor Joe's spot. I, um, I mean, I don't want it, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, no, I know. I'm saying Pulos try to beat a grounder and Coors will be hilarious. Oh, that'll be hilarious. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm not I'm not saying you're busting it up. I'm saying Pools is busting up my boy Joe because yeah. you're right. Like you're 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 frighteningly right on this one, and it it drives me nuts. Um, I did see that. Uh, Carlos Correa's latest market, they didn't really have a whole lot concrete. They had, and I think it takes off the. They had talked about Cubs. I think this the Simmons deal kills kills that right. Mm-hmm. So Probably. I don't think they're really going to do guess. anything. Um, I will say, by the way, their other big signing, you know, with Stroman, and they have Hendricks as well, and they have a lot of like finesse guys. Simmons makes some good sense as long as the defense is there, and as long as those five G waves aren't uh, eating up his brain. Anderson Simmons is a 5G truther for those that don't know. I did uh, not know them. that. Oh, yes. He posted some shit on his Yeah, I told you mm-hmm. uh, uh, like a year or so ago because like it's it's old, but it was like, yeah. Anyway, my, no, no my real Berlin, 
Mike Curlin just tweeted out that literally got a text from my good friend uh, of his uh, telling me Conforto's wife was in a picture with Zach Wheeler's wife on Instagram. Michael Conforto to Philadelphia. That would be a perfect fit. That'd be a really good fit. They could just be friends from the the time that they were teammates in New York, but I like to read in. I like to read Um, too deeply into things. Yeah, this is, We've been so long without like yes, news. Like we deserve this it. This is gonna be so overreaction theater. Like yes. I, 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 I love it. Like it's but, but he is literally an excellent fit. I mean, they have Harper, and that's really it. Adam Hazley, mm-hmm. Mickey Moniak, not really doing anything there. You put Conforto out and left. You have the DH to get him off his feet every once in a while as well. That'd be an excellent fit. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But we gotta head up, head over to the hot corner, and the hot corner is freezing cold. Oh my God, this position blows. Justin, it is so not good. Um, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get pretty deep into it, and then probably part two uh, on Tuesday is going to be so awful with the players that are left. I, I was having trouble slotting everybody. Uh, let's just start at the top of hot corner of third base, and again, looking at ADPs over the last uh, month of time in the draft champions because they go deeper. And we start at the top. I just gave I gave him I gave him the spot by himself, the king. Jose Ramirez. Rafael Devers is not too far behind, but I gave it to Ramirez by himself because he's a do-everything type and he's legitimately a 1-1 consideration. Jose Ramirez has been a monster. He had another great year last year. Um, I imagine he's your number one at third base, but is he one of your number one considerations overall as well? Yeah, he is. Um, I I think he has to be considering the depth of third base, uh, especially or the people lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, you know, especially like if you're in a 50 round draft and old, a 15 teamer, like, you know, that makes a lot of sense because third base does dry up. I, I, I tend to believe that every position in a regular league. Um, so not a draft and hold where you're going 50 rounds actually has a fair amount of depth. Um, you know, there may be bigger drop-offs than other in, uh, you know, spots, um, uh, than others, but like I don't, I don't feel the bottom of the third base pool in the same way that maybe other people do. That being said, there are there's a clear difference between third base and shortstop, or third base and outfield, uh, and even so, second or, base or I first feel, base. I feel yeah, comfortable. I mean, so, we'll get into it, but I'm I'm surprised to even hear you say that you, you don't agree about. Like, I, I think it drops off into an abyss. And about and about where I ended the uh, the rundown today, like we're going to get down um, and the last little category we have is called the single category use. And it's it's Luis Arise and Patrick Wisdom. And and that's you, around. You don't even have my boy on the sheet. Uh, Carter Keyboom, baby. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into him uh, another time. Uh, actually, but you know, why? Why would we like? I mean, it, it, do we, exactly. Do we, really, do we really need to? But. Um, I mean, we're, we're going to because we have to do the whole position. But, yeah, it's there it's had rough. been some talk that Jose Ramirez could get traded. Um, Would you be if, happy if, about that? Just as he, a general thing? Yeah, if he got traded to a good situation, um, he'd be my number one player. Like, I think that you may, you know, like, you know, who's a team that could use a third base upgrade? The Blue Jays? Oh, my God. Um, dude, like, you know, uh, with that. So like if he got I mean, he went 100 pitch. 100 last year with with the Guardians 103 ribbies yeah, 111 like, runs like oh my god if he goes on if Jose Ramirez gets on a good offense dude are you are you kidding me yeah he's my number two player by Turner but I think there is a lot of reasons to say that he should be number one yep um you know and so I I, I agree with uh, both of those points I'm completely well. happy 
to get him second in a draft or if he falls, you know, I've gotten him third in a draft before. Uh, he, I mean, there were GFBI drafts where he went like seventh. Yeah, um, that's his max overall, over the last like, month as well in draft champions. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be if I was sitting at seven and got him there, I'd be absolutely stoked. Uh, why, uh, why is there no ADP information for the TGFBIs that are completed? Because the, the other leagues haven't finished, but so they all have to finish at one. Once they're I, all done, it'll be out. I'm I'm assuming so, but okay, I mean, I okay. still have that running sheet. That is that's true. Updated. I was just looking on the on so. the NFBC site, but uh, what were you going to reference? For, I was just going to maybe reference those instead of instead of the draft champions, but it's fine. Um, um, you can you can casually reference them as if you see somebody like stand out because yeah, I'll keep so referencing his, the draft champions ones. His ADP is for Ramirez three point five eight uh, for Ramirez. Uh, min pick of one max pick seven. So um, that's actually dead on, damn near dead on with the draft champions. Mm -hmm. 3.56 is his ADP, one and seven min. I just can't imagine him falling to seven in a draft. Like, I mean, Dude, I, I'm sure did, it's happened, but like some I said, dumbasses like took Tariq Skubal or something to like, you know what? Where did he go in your draft? He went, that's a wonderful question. He I'm assuming went, he went first or went second. Three. No, he went yeah. three. Yeah, Tatis, Skubal, but, Ramirez. <laughs> the stupidest top three ever. <laughs> so then Turner went five. So he went four. Turner went four. Soto went five. Oh, oh, Soto Bichette, went five. Okay. Vlad, Cole, Acuna, Otani, Brent Suter, Joe Ryan. <laughs> Who'd you get at 13? Uh, Albies. Albies, and then 14 went? Uh, Burns. Wow. So he went Suter. So both, both of them... Uh, Simeone and Carlson, they then picked a pitcher to back up what you know is a bad pick, and even mine's a bad pick too. Like obviously, I love Joe Ryan, but like this is a terrible pick. It's so terrible. Simeone went pocket aces with Tariq Skubal. Yes, and Zach Wheeler. Now I ended up getting Joe Ryan to be my 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 true ace with Blake Snell, and then if you put if I get one more decent one here, in fact I'm up, and then Ryan's my four. It's just obviously stupid where I took him, but like the team construct it. You can make it look a lot better pretty quickly because it's a, a 12 teamer. Mm -hmm. Don't be this dumb in, in 15 teamers, y'all. I promise it will not go well for you. Uh, <laughs> but that's some period. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. No matter. It's dumb in a 10, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's dumb fun. Uh, let's talk about the studs. Raphael Devers, who is uh, 16 on average, 8 and 28 are his min max. Manny Machado, 23 on average, 16, 30 are his min max. And then Nolan Arenado, I bumped him up. He's actually, there are two guys, uh, above him in ADP, but I put them in different categories, but I do consider him a stud. He might just be a little bit of a lower tier. He's at 84 on average ADP with a 60, 100 min max. So let's talk about these studs again. They're a little bit, they're not all the same because Arenado is a bit down there, but Devers, Machado, Arenado, these are bankable guys. Uh, Devers has come into his own as just one of the preeminent hitters in the league is there more here, or does he just kind of plateau? Which, by the way, would be fine. Does he plateau here, or do you actually think that there's more? He now has back-to-back -back 30, 3110 seasons, actually, instead of saying the 31-100, because he went 32-115 back in 2019 for Devers, and then 38-113 last year. Got over 100 runs in both of them as well, 129 and 101, respectively. Hit 311 in 2019, down to 279 this past year. But is there more... Um, than the 2019 peak, or are we just living in this level now for a couple of years? He's 25 years old this year. Raphael Devers, 
How do you feel? And are you worried that uh, his his trickle of steals are going to go away because he's so bad at it? He's literally thirteen for twenty six. These uh, nineteen and twenty one. Um, I mean, yeah, they might, but uh, you're not drafting him for stolen bases. Yeah. You know, it's nice that he chips in a few. Um, I'm sure he'll continue to chip in a few here and there, but, uh, I mean, you're more worried about like, can he continue, uh, you know, this kind of power with a batting average? Uh, I, I mean, obviously I think he, I think he can, um, is there another level? I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, could he. You bring 2019 games. average and runs with last year's homer, maybe with last yeah. year's homer. I, I mean, I think it. I think it's possible. I think the runs might be hard to duplicate, considering like that lineup isn't as strong as it used to be. Yeah, um, you're dependent on others for that, of course. But I also think there's like 45, 50 home run power in that bat. Um, it seems like it. I mean, Evers so is I, such a beast. If if he led the majors in home runs one year, I would not be surprised at all. Me neither. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not drafting that. I have yet to draft him in a league. I'm usually is it because I, of the lack of speed, or just you're doing something else? Normally, a pitcher in that round, in the second, third round area. Yeah, I mean, he's usually going like end of second, or sorry, beginning of second, end of first. Um, and if I'm back there, typically I'm grabbing like an Albies and then a pitcher. Um, okay. So, it, I, I mean, I am drafting from the 12 spot tomorrow. So. He would definitely oh, yeah. be in play in the second round for me. He's not going to be in play in the first round. Uh, so there's a chance. It seems really unlikely because unless Burns or Cole falls to me at 12, I'm going hitter in mm-hmm. the first round. Um, and Dalton Del Don's in this league. Uh, no, he's going to be pitcher yeah, heavy, right? Uh, Toby, Batflip Crazy, is yeah. in this league. He can go, um, he can and go drafting pitcher. 14. So, like, the you know, Eno's in this league. Like, the chances that those guys make it to me—that's um, a badass league, by the way. It is, and and uh, we just made a trade earlier today that will go into effect for next year, trading away Matty Davis, who is moving to That's Chicago. Right. He's going to the to, Midwest. Uh, Glarf, uh, in exchange for Derek Van Riper. Um, right, and Derek Van bad. Riper signed off on the trade, so Derek Van Riper joining Barf next year. That's a win-win um, deal. If I've ever heard one. Yeah, like, that I mean, is like gonna miss Matty. Um, absolutely but you can't a get a better dude. you uh, can't get a better win-win deal there you yeah. really can't yeah they, they i mean they get stronger we get stronger um so uh you know just amazing win-win trade this is how you make trades in fantasy by the way yes <laughs> both, both teams absolutely come yes. away feeling we won that uh two great people in the industry mm-hmm. for sure congrats to maddie uh getting that business opportunity his job took him out to suburban chicago so he's making a big move with his family seems really geeked about it and that's really cool so i'm um, excited to meet up with him in vegas and yourself by the way i can't now, wait we're now get, officially going uh, you were going wife, either way but i was yeah. not going to go if, if the drafts weren't there so my I'm wife really, has really made an official request that you bring uh, your girlfriend, so that way she has someone to go to the Magic Mike show with. I mean, she needs to get in, in Jen's DMs because I think Jen has planned to reschedule for the summer. Oh, so wow. tell her to DM I will her and convince her. her. Jen can go. Like I'm not. I'm not barring her or anything. I've always all I've all I've said is, babe, if you go, you just might not see me much. My sister's actually going to be there at the same time. Oh, so I'm like, you, you can link up with Danielle. You can link up with Melissa but you're not going to see me that much. So if you're comfortable with that, I got no problem with it. What, what events are you doing? It's awesome. I'm just doing a main. 
but then I'm, okay. I'm linking up with everybody. You know, okay. I'm excited to go like to the, you know, just the different meetups with and, and mm -hmm. hang out with people and including yourself. I can't wait to hang out with you. Maybe we can catch some poker late. I know. Like you know, this you is the, night owls. we've seen each other a lot recently. I know it's been yeah. great. All things yeah, considered with how the world's been going to mm -hmm. have seen each other this much has been Three pretty times good. times in the last six months, you know? Yeah. Right, right after Arizona, you yeah. came for my birthday, my birthday. Yeah. and now here we go. Vegas. So it's great. Let's talk. Uh, I, I'm, do, I'm doing the. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what events are you doing? I'm doing a main event on Saturday morning, and I'm doing uh, the auction, the auction championship oh. Friday morning. I might sit in with you on that. I would if be happy to have someone helping me at the table. I would, if I can do some administrative work for you, I'd That'd be, be happy. I mm -hmm. I helped Paul Gustavo on his main in New York a couple of years ago, just doing administrative work. And if you need to bounce ideas, I'm like, I'm here. I'm not going to tell you what to do or. or hone in this is your thing but i was just there to be an ear for him so i can do the same for you if you need me to keep tallies on anything i think we can set that up so we'll talk more about the, the timing on that but i'd, I'd love to uh, but let's yeah. talk manny machado mm -hmm. you're talking about something that's been around for a long time we mentioned this with uh with rodon manny machado is gonna be 29 this year I feel like he should be like 34 for as long as he's been around. He was drafted back in 2010. He's been around for a minute. He has a decade under his belt, and he's going to be 29. And this is like he was one of the first wave of what we're seeing a lot more often now is guys that come up in their teens mm -hmm. or at 20 so that they become free agents in their mid-20s instead of close to their uh, age 30 season or in their late 20s. So he's just on a different level. Obviously, he's with San Diego now going into his fourth year with them. A really strong 28 uh, homer, 106 ribby, 12 steal, 92 run, 278 season. I don't know what my disconnect is with him. I never draft him. I have him ranked up there. You know, I don't have him ranked anywhere where I can't get him or anything. I just, he's my third. Like, I have him right there. I just never draft Manny Machado. Am I out of pocket on this? Uh, how do you come out on Manny Machado? Do you believe in him as a stud and do you believe in the SB spike or is it just a random spike and you can't really trust it? No, I, I believe in, I mean, he's still six in the 60 game season. So true. But um, before that it was, it was five in, in his first full year, but then it was 14 the year before that. The mm -hmm. problem, what I mean by that is just that he kind of bounces around. So I guess yeah, I think me, they're me, fluky. So put like, a number on it for you. What, where, where do you, what do you expect when you draft Manny Machado? Do you say seven? Do you say 10? What, what do you, yeah. what do you put in your, in your head? Eight to 8 to 10, something like that. Okay. is, okay. is that's, that's So we're I, on the same page there. Well, that's about uh, where I'm at, too. 30 so, home uh, runs, a boatload okay. of runs and RBIs, like a 270 to 280 batting average. Like, he's in play for me in the second round, like, for, you know, tomorrow, like, said, Barth, like, I'm drafting 12. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, he's in play, you know, in a 15-team league in the second round for me. The hard part is I'm like you. Like, I've got him ranked there. I would take him there. But at the same time, I'm also usually taking a pitcher in the second round if I take a hitter in the exactly. first. Exactly, and um, that's why I end up Machado list so often. I think you know tomorrow might be interesting because there are so many guys um, who are drafting with us tomorrow that I know are going to go heavy pitching. Like you know, mm -hmm. like I said, Dalton Toby's likely going to do some sort of pocket ace. Would be my guess. You know, it's usually what he does. So like, so there's a clear chance. that path for you to get him this uh, yeah. Machado. It would there. There's a there's a possibility where uh, maybe I don't want to take a starting pitcher in the second round, but the, you know then begs the question like, do you want to wait till more pitchers come off the board? And, and you know if pitchers are True. really flying, like what will be available to me in the third or fourth round? So, um, fair point. 
I, I like Machado. I do want to get him before draft season over, but I haven't because, like I said, I'm usually going starting pitcher. Uh, and I don't how many do you have any... left? I have Vegas and this one. That's three. Any more besides that? Uh, I have an, uh, another main on top of that one, um, okay. and then the tag team league. So I have five. So you have five chances drafts, to get Machado. Are they all Roto? Oh, and Tout. Oh yeah. So I have so six, six remaining drafts. Are they um, all Roto? They are all Roto. Um, five of the six are NFBC. Um, two are auctions. One two NFBC, are auctions. one Tout. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll have that. You'll have a, and isn't Tout um, NL? No, Tout is I'm in the mix. Oh, you're um, in the mix. Okay, okay. But it's also OBP, so I mean he does walk. He is good time, there too. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean he he could definitely be in play for me on either spot, uh, or any of those spots. So we'll see. Uh, I definitely I'm not shying away from him. He's not someone who's like down my board or off my board by any stretch. I think he is perfectly fine. I think he's probably a bit underrated considering, you know, the so depth too. of position the fact that he produces in all five categories um he you know what i'm kind of thinking he should go ahead of devers but i I don't know if i'm quite ready to say that yet because the speed difference because yeah because he Devers has a better average uh outlook batting average maybe but i mean machado's average not that no no let me me be clear not that machado's is bad but rather that, that I think Devers is is Devers is 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 is, uh, is really high. I mean, he's a two seventy nine career and he hit two seventy nine last year, so maybe I'm overrating that. Machado is a two eighty and hit two seventy eight. They're actually kind of the same. They're actually kind of the same. Let me back up on that. Now, I think the power potential on Devers, the ceiling is higher. Um, like I, I like I said, I legitimately think Devers could probably hit fifty. Um, you know, uh, I, think that, I, think I don't know that I could say that about Machado. Machado, though, I mean, he has a 20 stolen base season. It was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but he does have a 20 stolen base season. But, so and he had 12 last year, and they are mm-hmm. about will. And I think I think he perfectly exemplifies how much stolen bases are about will. Mm-hmm. Because if he wants to, he'll take them. If he doesn't, he'll go five for eight like he did in 2019. Maybe the opportunities just weren't there. He just didn't feel comfortable. Maybe he had a nagging, you know, knee or a nagging ankle and he just didn't want to risk it, but it's possible that, that Machado could push double digits. I wonder if Machado falls into the third round as pitchers start moving up. That would be then like, cause I mean, his max right now in draft champions over the last month is 30. Yeah, right. So, at I mean, that that's ostensibly is the third round. It's just the you know the end of the second guy could have taken someone he else could have easily done that. and yeah. pushed him as a thirty-one. So, um, I mean, I wonder like if we start seeing these starting pitchers rise in the way that we usually do, um, you know, towards the end of draft season, if Machado finds himself as a third-round pick or at least a late second. I mean, if I take Trey Turner or um, or Garrett Cole. Um, super early in the first round, like in Machado's there, like at the back end of the second, like I'd have a hard time not pulling trigger, especially if I started with Cole. That would be, yeah, that'd be really nice though. Like that's a good start. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. So yeah, you know, talking about this again, I, 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 
always felt like I maybe have a little blind spot on Machado. I think I need to clear that blind spot up and at least be open to taking him more so than I have. And I'm just kind of let him go by the wayside without any consideration. I'm going to give him a lot more consideration now. That's for sure. Let's talk Arenado. He is a cut below them, but I, I put him in the studs because he's bankable. And that's what I liked about this little grouping here was that they're bankable guys. Now, knowing Arenado is only going to be 31. You know, he's the oldest of this group, but that's still not old. And he trans transitioned to Colorado brilliantly the average did come down it was at 255 um it was in line with the 2020 season but that's not a season it doesn't matter um if he was still in colorado he would have hit higher than 255 in a full year i feel pretty confident on that but he had 255 34 105 with 81 runs and who cares about the two to three steals that you're going to get whatever still a power force is this where the batting average lives now from for nolan arenado in like the 255 to 265 range or can he spike back up? I mean, he can always spike back up. You know, it gets well, good. I guess what is the likelihood of it? How about that? I don't think it's super likely. I think okay. he's probably like a 245 to 265 guy rest of his career. Um, you know, some years it'll be closer to 265. Some years it'll be closer to that 245. He does um, have a 15% K rate, though. Arenado does not yeah. strike out. He had a 249 BABIP. Now, BABIPs are inflated in Colorado, so his career 293 is, is because of that really vast field. But is there anything that tells you that he can land somewhere more uh, closer to the 293 than the 249 of last year? Or is being out of Colorado putting that BABIP down a level for you? Yeah, I think I, I think the being out of Colorado just hurts the BABIP just in general. Um, I mean, obviously it does. But I think yeah. I don't know that there's a huge rebound uh, coming in. I haven't checked what his ex-BABIP was last year, but I know his uh, ex-batting average was 248. Okay, so even so, worse. Yeah, so I mean, I, th I think his, I think his, I think his range of outcomes is probably like I said, two forty five to two sixty five. Um, you know, some years it'll be a little bit better. So you know, but it's it's a bigger park. Um, you know, he doesn't get the the benefit of Coors anymore. Um, but I think he's about as safe as you can be. You know, you mm -hmm. plug in two fifty and thirty plus home runs. It's still a pretty good lineup. So I mean, he's gonna get a I lot. I think they of could make RBI. him score more this year too. Yeah, I, I 81 agree. runs feels a little light. I, I like that lineup to improve. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he's fine. I don't think he belongs in this tier no, uh, no, no. personally. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not breaking him up in ADP. I, I understand. Um, I understand. But I, I just was saying like bankable stud. I know yeah, people will put Austin Riley here, but I wanted to put him in a different category. He's one of those guys that I think gets overlooked a little bit because he has no speed. Because usually when you get to this point in the draft, you're looking for something. Um, yes. And so it's it's hard to want to take a guy who is probably uh, a three category player um, at this point in his career, right? He's he's no longer a plus in batting average, so he doesn't steal bases. So you know, home That's runs, runs, cats. RBIs, you know, and usually you've you're not as worried about that. Like, hey, I can make that up later if I need to. Sure. But I think he's also there's something that is you know reassuring about how bankable he is. Mm -hmm. um, I've got him as my number six third baseman. I have um, both Mondesi and Austin Riley ahead of him. Hey, um, that's a segue. Get on your segue and zip on over here to the mm -hmm. young risks. Um, I do think there's some risk with Austin Riley, and that's why I wanted to put them together. Instead of putting Riley in the studs, which is where his ADP says he belongs, I bumped Arenado up there, and it's just to fit my little – categories here okay I, mm -hmm. I agree with you that that he is a cut below devers and machado for sure it's just to fit my little headings 
But the young risks, Austin Riley, Alberto Mondesi. Oh, Mondesi, I totally get that. Why are you putting Austin Riley in the risks? I think it's it's it merited, right? This was an excellent season that he had. But it was just his first, like, it was just a breakout season. I don't know that this is just his level now. 33-107 with 91 runs, 303 average. Awesome. A lot of awesomeness to it in 160 games. But he was an 86 OPS plus in 19 and 20 combined. Uh, actually, he was in each of those individual seasons too. Again, 20, not actually a season. But 131 games, 503 plate appearances of an 86 OPS plus. And then he bumps up to 132. I don't think that he's 86, but I also don't think he's guaranteed 132. Do you do the lazy part or, or the easy way and just say, oh, he's 112 then, which is his combined number now? Or is he closer for you, Austin Riley, to the 132 or the 86? What do you do with the 25-year-old coming off of that big power breakout? Is this the, the, the arrival of Austin Riley? Or is this something that you're pumping the brakes on because it was just kind of a, a you know, badass breakout but but maybe don't trust it i mean i'm definitely not trusting the batting average i think that there is a ton of batting average risk um to austin riley i mean he still swings outside of the zone a lot he doesn't make a ton of zone contact he's actually below average in zone contact um according to league average uh he's about 82 percent league average is usually around 84 85 percent so um there's a ton of power right the power mm -hmm. is legitimate obviously sure. and he has made real changes to his uh, approach that have led to this breakout. But it, it, I mean, we swung on the opposite end of the spectrum from like he was god awful to oh, he was amazing. The okay. truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't think there is that much difference uh, between him and Arenado. Um, and so I will likely pass on Riley every time to get Arenado a few rounds 20 later. Picks later. Yeah. yeah. Um, Riley's going 61 with a 33-86 min-max, and Mondesi's going 50 on average with yeah. a 36-73 min-max. And then Arenado, for to, to re-reference that, 84th ADP. So yeah. you're definitely getting him cheaper. Now he's older, but I agree with you. I think that I see them very similarly, Arenado and Riley, so I'm not taking Riley where he's going, and I think he's been a bit overdrafted. I think he's he probably has. Trust. He probably has been. Um you know, I have not, I don't believe I've drafted him anywhere. I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure I haven't. I mean, if he falls in a draft, uh, you know, that is a risk worth taking. But, and he may in some of these drafts, like I said, as the pitchers start going up, uh, he could definitely drop. Um, but I, I'm, uh, I, I think I'm probably not going to end up with him rest of the way at this point. Yeah. I don't think I will either. I'll just, honestly, I'd go to Bregman instead too. I'd, I'd rather bet on the Bregman break. Uh, yeah, return. I mean, considering Bregman is going um, 30 plus picks after him, I think I'd probably. I have drafted Bregman. I have not drafted Riley. So, I mean, I'd tell Same. you. Um, all right, let's talk Mondesi. I think we have talked about him, but I got to be honest, I don't remember uh, exactly where you come out. We've drafted him in past years. Mm -hmm. um, I've drafted him this year. Um, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember the mm -hmm. team that, that, that you did, and you did really like the build. Yeah. yeah, but I, I still think I still think you put together a nice build there. And, but and uh, so, we, did, so did the projections. The projections, the fantasy pros has me with an A draft and winning go, the league, which means I'm going to finish that. Yeah, yeah you're no absolutely way this works. 
Um, I am effed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I got a good, I got a good review from them too. And I'm like, oh, see last place. Yeah. It's like, I don't, you know, I will say I, even though I don't care about it, I guess I do care about it. If I'm going to say I get annoyed, I do get annoyed. Like when I get a D plus, I'm like, God dang it. What, how, but I did get an A minus and I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's, that's better than nothing. But, um, you took Monacy in that build. So you've taken him this year. We know the risks. We know that they're even open. They've said basically he's a 130-game player at the max. So with that knowledge, does that make you more comfortable? That like, hey, now you kind of live in an area where you know that uh, there's going to be like load management, right? He's almost like uh, baseball's Kawhi Leonard. Like they're going to give him nights off even when he's healthy, it seems, just to try to keep him fully healthy. But at 26, we know what he can do. We know how game-changing it can be. Remember his September in 2020, that was the winning leagues left and right. He packs such a punch in such a small sample that I guess you've deemed it worth it. I've taken Mondesi before. Did the games count where they suggested that he's more of like a 130 guy? Did that encourage you? Or worry you? Um, I mean, I think it's one of those things. I don't necessarily believe them. Uh, first and foremost, uh, like prove it. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did, right? Like down the stretch when he, you know, when he came back last year, he, you know, kind of for every three games they played, he played two of them. So, you know, maybe he only does. And so I why don't you he, believe him? I. I if he plays 110 games, he's worth a fourth round pick, which is where no, I'm taking it. I agree. And with that. so I'm, I'm actually, it's definitely not something I wanted. Like I'm targeting to do. It's it's kind of draft dependent. I'm not coming into the draft planning on it, but you know, I did in TGFBI where I started off pocket aces, got Story in the third round, not knowing where Story is going to be, how much new team's going to let him run. Um, I went. I was really afraid of stolen bases and i went you know what here's the chance to take a shot on mondesi someone who's third base eligible and the third base pool is not great so uh i i took the gamble um you cannot draft mondesi and then ignore speed you just cannot no you can't you mm-hmm. can't and you should never do that right like mm-hmm. that, there's never a one size fit or like a one player fix for anything but i totally agree with that with him for for obviously the volatility that he's had do you want to guess how many over over the last four seasons 18 through 21 how many steals does Mondesi get per 110 games oh per 110 i'm gonna guess it's 55 <laughs> it's 46 which is okay. pretty insane yeah like that's still remarkably insane so to yeah. your point even if they do do this and they say okay 120 is real limited 115 whatever he can have an amazing, impactful season. Plus, he you get can. to then replace him. And I don't think it'll be like the first 110. It will be spaced out. But I think there could be like IL. Like he has like a small thing. But then they make it an IL stint because they're mm-hmm. like, we want you to have two weeks off. And then hopefully you can just replace him. So, you know, it all comes down to how you want to manage. I think we've talked about this with Mondesi each of the last few years. If you don't want to manage that risk of, of going back and forth and thinking that he might be out and having to draft the steals to supplement him, then bypass him. But if you're open to, to taking that, know what you're getting into and have fun with the with the uh, with the potential upside because it is, you know, we say it's about too many players, but he's definitely one of those guys that does have that league winning upside because he has punch to go with it. If things really break, he could have a good batting average. We haven't really seen a good batting average from yeah, Mondesi outside. <laughs> 
Well, I, I mean, what do you mean you don't see that? Like, to, to what degree? Like, 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 how could you not see it with with his speed and ability to contact the ball? He's had two seventy six and two sixty three average. I, I, what do you mean you don't see it? I, yeah, I don't, I don't trust that he's gonna ever have a good batting average. I think two seventy six was the ceiling. Um, oh, that's crazy! That's crazy. I, you I cannot think, he, think he's as good as as you do and not believe that there's like two ninety upside with his speed and, and power. I like don't. That combo. I do not believe there is two. I, there's definitely. I think. Power, speed. I I do not think there's two ninety okay. upside. I, I, um, I fully disagree on that one. Yeah, there absolutely is. Uh, I mean, again, it, it's 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 not the I, I, will, I hope it happens this year, so I win well, the sure, overall. Sure, you would benefit, yeah. but like <laughs> it, it's absolutely in there, of course. I mean, you were talking about a twenty six year old again. The way he strikes the ball with his speed. Yeah, it wouldn't even take that much to get to a 290. I didn't even say something crazy like 310, which is probably what is true, you know, like 100th percentile upside is. Uh, but honestly, we're in on him. It, 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 it's, you know, your mileage may vary. Draft how you want. This is a guy that's really league manager specific. And if you don't want to deal with it, don't. Uh, let's go to the bounce backs. Alex Bregman, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rendon. These guys fit really nicely here because they are all um, in in order in ADP. It's uh, Bregman at 97, Bryant at 106, Rendon at 117. We know what they can do. They've all been elite before, but they're all coming off of, uh, you know, some issues. Uh, Bryant, the least of them, his is more of uh, over the past several years, but last year, he was he was good and uh, you know put up a full season twenty five and ten with a uh, eighty six runs seventy three ribbies two sixty five average in one hundred forty four games, but uh, you know ups and downs in eighteen and nineteen with his health. Rendon and Bregman are coming off of fresh injury issues. Bregman uh, was limited to ninety one games, only had twelve homers, two seventy average. Uh, Rendon, I don't even remember how many games he played. I had him on way too many teams. I should remember. Uh, my heart, but it was 58 games. So he missed a ton of time, six homers, 240 average, just a throwaway disaster season for Rendon. So of these three going in a similar area, let's just put uh, Bryant in a neutral area, not some amazing, like Colorado doesn't go crazy and get Chris Bryant. Just put him in a neutral team. Who's your favorite to pick out of these potential bounce backs? Uh, it's Bragman. Um, okay. And you said you've already I, taken him. I've already taken him. Uh, you know, it, it's narrative BS, which I, you know, like I said recently, I don't really like the narrative stuff, but he, you know, he's kind of started a different workout regime with a new training, uh, new trainers. I'm focused on trying to get him flexible and stay healthy. Um, Isn't it worse to just dismiss those things as opposed, like uh, out of hand, as opposed to try to like see which one, like, I, I think we've gone too far. You know, we talk about how the hate's gone too far on things. I think the, the like uh, anti-narrative takes, to just dismiss all that, I think that's too far. I think that's almost yeah. worse than like. I just don't know it. that how you quantify any of it. Um, for some reason, I believe that one a little bit more than I believe other ones uh, this year. And um, I think it's case by case. I don't think that. I think that's part of the problem. And that's why people want to dismiss it. It's like if you can't quantify something, it's just dismissed. And I don't think that that's like they don't want to do the work of like having to just think about it and be like, well, how's this tracking? Okay, does a new workout regime help him? Um, I mean, he. 
for Bregman specifically, he's putting videos out there. You can do the legwork mm -hmm. and see what he's looking like. Now, I don't have the skill to analyze swings and all that, so I don't think I'm I, I'm the one to go out and be like, oh, I'm, I've been watching his YouTube videos and his swing looks a little off to me. But there are people that have that skill, and the 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 stuff is out there because he's one of those guys that puts all of his stuff on YouTube and does the vlogging and all that. So I don't know. That's less of a diss on you and more of like a general like. I think dismissing all narratives out of hand is lazy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so I, I just think that he has a, a better chance to bounce back. Uh, Bryant looked really, really lost last year once he got to particularly with y'all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, what salvages season once he stole six bases? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because he was still able to walk, but I mean, only get six home runs. Uh, after the like trade. he was okay with you. like I don't want to overrate it in, on a negative end. He was like a one thirteen OBS plus, but it was kind of ho hum. Yeah, right? I mean, you have to wonder too, like how much of like leaving an area in a park you're so used to um, really affects you. Because I mean, he just looked like he was struggling. I mean, I don't even yeah. know like a like he just looked frustrated. Um and I mean, I watched every single game he played uh mm -hmm. from the moment he got traded. So, um and I just I'm faded it. Uh, I don't know where he's going to end up. Obviously, if he ended up in a place like Colorado, which had been rumored at one point, it would change it massively uh for me. Um but I, I don't think he ends up there. I think their big move is just <laughs> insane. Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know what they're doing, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I just don't have a good feeling about Brian. And sometimes it just comes down to, and I've said this a few times, like if you don't like a player, even if it's for a, a, a silly reason, just, just fade him. Like you don't yeah. need to like talk yourself into players. You don't like Brian's a guy yeah. I don't like. Um, and you know, especially unless... in terms of drafting them, like, mm -hmm. Because again, and then if Bryant doesn't do well and you took him just because of the ADP value, you're going to kick yourself. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I knew it. I was it. And it's something your gut I... is wrong, but you're also saying with that gut feel that you're okay to lose. Like, if he does pop off for another 3,100 with a 300 average, you're like, that's fine. I didn't see it. So I didn't want it. You're not going to lose a league because you fade a guy. Um, exactly. You could lose a league because, or, or at least you, hurt yourself. Yeah, because you, you know, took too many guys. Hey, this guy's going past. I did this in my main event in one of my main events last year, where I took Gallon because he was going so late. Um, I took Charlie Blackman because I wasn't in on these guys. I didn't, you mm -hmm. know, I should have passed them for guys I was in on. Had I done that, I would have, you know, may not have won the, that main event, but I would have definitely cashed like if i had taken mm -hmm. cedric mullins instead of charlie blackman if i had taken um even it was i think it was pablo lopez instead of gallon like i would have done better in those leagues uh and, and potentially like you know put myself in a position to cash when i you know instead finish i think fifth in that league so um yeah just don't don't take guys you don't want to take just because they're going past adp exactly because like there's not magical value to that too, no. right? Like I got value. Okay, what are you gonna do with it? You're gonna what, cash what you're doing it in is falling like, into you're falling into groupthink and you're going, yeah. oh, you're the, just going off the, the ADP. The you know the group thinks that, and you have to remember that ADP weighs the first place team and the fifteenth place team or twelfth place team, depending on whatever's last in your league, the same. 
there's as many yeah. losing teams as winning teams in that ADP. And really, there are a lot more losing teams, right? Because only top three get paid in most leagues, right? True. So if you're in a 12-team league, it means nine teams that aren't going to cash are weighted in the ADP. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's 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 a great call out there. Um, hard turn here. Before, or not hard turn, actually kind of a, a, a soft pivot uh, before we go into the next group. of the Well, they already discussed. DJ LeMahieu, Luis Urias, Ryan McMahon, Eduardo Escobar. Again, we're only doing these. It's like a second chance if you want to say anything. Third chance for some of them. Any of these guys, any new info, anything you want to share on them, or do you want to move on to the nope. next star? Okay, before we get to the next stars, did you see this latest uh, from a few hours ago on Max Muncy? I have not. From Fabian Ardaya, Max Muncy will be ready for opening day, according to Dave Roberts. I still don't three care. weeks. Oh, okay, that that's I my question. Still, like, I know, like, I know you've got I, him very low. It's not going to change where I have him. I am not drafting Max Muncy. I just, I like, yeah, he might be ready for opening day, and he also might just make a big cut on opening day and completely tear the or rest of his that. UCL or before yeah. then. Uh, and I just I don't want that risk on my team. Like, okay, it, it, that, that's if fair. he fall if he falls to me, like I said, I think in the like twentieth no. round of a league. You just said don't do that. Oh, twenty fifth. Okay, something silly. In the twenty fifth okay, round okay. of a league, something yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some place okay. where I'm like, okay, if he gets hurt, I just drop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I thought you were but... just saying the the thing that we just said not to do. Like, no, if no, he's no. Two rounds after ADP, I'll just take him. It's no, value, but yeah, dude. there's like, I, what's his ADP right now? What's Muncy? Do you have uh, Muncy's ADP? Let me go to second base because he's not in third base anymore. Muncy is one seventy four, the twenty first second baseman. That just for comps, that would put him at third base. That would put him in between Justin Turner, his teammate, and Matt Chapman at uh, set at sixteen. If if we if we so, weaseled him into third base, there he doesn't qualify. This so one seventy four would put him at in the twelfth round of a fifteen teamer, um, and in the fifteenth round of a uh, of a twelve teamer. So he would mm-hmm. need to drop ten plus rounds yeah. For, yeah. in order for me to draft him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, again, I thought you were just saying that you were going to do the the two round. Uh, I got some value. No, no, no. no, no. You're, so you're fully out. Um, I, I said in my, you know, I put him in the first base and second base. I put him on the comments and I said, you know, I'm I'm kind of playing it safe until I see something in spring. Still, uh, still playing things cautiously until whatever we get for spring training starts. I want to believe in this, but like, I don't know, man, it's still, it's still nerve wracking. I know you're fully out. So you're going to agree on the side of, of play it cautiously. I want to love Max Muncy. Cause he's a G. I know I you've been do in on love Max day Muncy. one. I, I know, have, I know. But I it's absolutely just, it's love hard. Him. I, honestly, I don't want to invite it onto my team either. I, I think I'll continue to pass on him. Yeah, I really I will. just, if he I will was be a guy that I really him, felt like would help me, like really, really help me win a league. Like if I felt like, because I mean, ultimately, Muncie is a three-category guy. He doesn't steal bases. He's premium pop. Yeah, he's not going to have a good average. Mm-hmm. A three-category guy with that kind of risk, like no thanks. Like I just At thirty-one. Yeah, you can find yeah. that. I mean, you can yeah. find and, that. You and can he find doesn't that in have the elders, and he no longer has third base eligibility, right? Yeah, so like, exactly. And he's not going to get that back in season. Uh, you know, you at least I don't. So. I don't think he is going. Why to. Why would you put him across the diamond with an elbow issue? Is it his throwing arm? No, I don't believe it's. Okay, it's okay, a, okay. Yeah. Well, that, but but either way, I I don't think that he's because I I think it's Justin Turner's job 
obviously. And they and have Edwin Rios coming back. And Edwin Rios. So I don't think Muncie gets over there at all. I agree with you. All right, that, well, next group, the next stars with a question mark, because I don't know if they are, but you're going to help me figure out if they are. And that's going to be Cabrian Hayes. At, at 131 on average with a 103 min, 168 max. Yoan Mankata at 159 at with a 138 min, 193 max. And then I, I jumped Jimer Candelario up here. Um, again, he is a couple tiers below these, these guys in terms of ADP at 214 with a 179 min and a 250 max. But he's one of the third guy in here, and he's youngish. And I've seen some real buzz on him. Some folks love them, some Candelario this year. So I squeezed him in here at age 28. Um, Cabrian is the youngest for sure, because even Moncada is uh, 27 now. You know, he's kind of he's kind of advancing into his 20s. Hey, Let's age start. 27 breakout, baby. Oh, automatic. It's automatic. Once you turn 27, you are blessed with baseball talent. Uh, Cabrizi, Cabrian Hayes, it didn't really go well last year coming off of that uh, 95 plate appearance, a little cup of coffee in 2020. Uh, I'm not I'm not jumping out at all. Where I really think he wins that, that uh, I think is a bit underrated for Cabrian Hayes is his speed. I think he has like, premium i mean he has premium speed and he's if he bats lead off and they let him go i think he can double up those nine stolen bases that we saw last year so even if the power isn't ready to really come out to play fully and he's more of a teens homer and i'm getting like 14 18 with a 280 average i love that and I think that that's possible. That's not the projection, but I think that's very possible for Cabrian Hayes. I've been in on drafting the 25-year-old. How do you feel with him? I love Cabrian Hayes, but it seems like every draft I'm in, somebody loves him more. Okay. Uh, I have him on one team uh, in nine drafts. Okay, so, so yeah, you have not been getting him too much then. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do. I, I mean, I and I want to believe... I also start to, you know, when I start having these conversations, I think it's a really interesting pairing with him and Moncada because I think part of my issues with Moncada is I don't know what Yon Moncada is in, in, a, in a fantasy baseball. Is he a power guy? Is he a speed guy? Is he a power speed guy? Is he, does he have health issues? Does he not have health issues? That's why I put the question mark because I got and question marks for him too, for sure. I'm starting to get that feeling from Hayes. Okay. I don't get, and it's it's because he's been hurt, and he's super young, so we haven't seen enough of him. I don't know what Brian Hayes is. I think um, he, I think he's a better speedster than he gets credit for. I think when when Brian Hayes talked about uh, the hit tool is emphasized, and uh, the crappy team, those are the two things that get talked about the most. I think that there is burgeoning pop that probably won't come this year. I would bet on the pop more for ages 26 27 uh well magic 27 he's gonna hit 30 homers that year no matter what uh, young people don't know what we're talking about the age 27 breakout thing yeah for, so for those who don't point. for those who don't know there used to be this trope in which you would see articles written by every single fantasy analyst um that age 27 was the year you came into your power Right, because like, so, yeah, it was part like it was supposed to be the beginning of the prime or the second year of the prime. Like twenty six well, to thirty two was like the prime. And stolen bases were plentiful, so like mm -hmm. power was the thing you were always searching for extra. Yes, right. And so there's all these articles always about who's turning twenty seven and why does that mean they were going to break out this year? 
The um, ADPs would rise on a 27-year-old simply because they were 27. Yeah, they were no turning 27 that year, and so, um, yeah, people would go crazy. Uh, Which means uh, get Moncada this year because he's a god. We need a list of all these old tropes that have – We really do. Uh, we really just, do. I, I want to write, like, may, maybe one year – See, last year was the year. Oh, this year could this year be the year too? Because uh, April Fool's Day has been. Because last year I did, you know, you did a the, great April Fool's Day I, with your bold prediction. I, I could, yeah. I'm wondering now. I, I should do an April Fool's Day article. I'm I'm giving it away. Yeah, don't. Um, don't. But hmm, we'll see what happens. Hey, yeah. who who knows what will happen? It's mm -hmm. a Friday. It could be a fun day. Uh, today's a Friday, but so is April 1st. Cabrian Hayes, what, what is he, though? I think he's a hit tool guy with more speed than he's given credit for. And he's a premium fielder, so he, he, you know, when healthy, he should play every single day. He's a, the future for them. Top of the order guy. Don't bet on the power this year. In fact, plan for something maybe to be in the lower teens. But again, I really think that speed could push. I know he's only projected for slow double digits, 10, 11, 12. But I really think he could be in the 18 to 22 range uh, with his speed that he has, especially if they kind of let him go. And, I mean, he had 27 back in 2017. He only had 12 then back in 2018 and 19. But um, – I, his success rates are always really strong too. He was nine for 10 last year. I really like Brian Hayes. And I think if healthy, I'm getting 13 homers, 18 steals, 280 average, and then decent runs and ribbies. Cause he's going to be at the top I'd, of the lineup. I'd be happy with that. I mean, I've got him ranked in a spot where I wonder if I should move him in front of Rendon. Did we didn't even talk about Rendon? I Oh um, yeah, we did skip Rendon. That's my fault. Let's go back uh, to him real quick. Yeah, let's because I have them ten. I have Rendon ten, Cabrian eleven, and I'm wondering if the same. And thing. that's where I have him too. Uh, okay, I'm so Rendon, really worried about Anthony Rendon. Yes, um, and we are president and vice president of the fan. Like we've been on the Rendon. I was taking him in the third, fourth round last year, and feeling like um, I was stealing. I was yeah, I, I the, yeah, the theft had been occurred, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm. You know, there's question marks on whether he's going to be ready for opening day. Um, he's a guy who has struggled with injuries off and on throughout his career, dating back to the reason he didn't go first overall the year he was drafted was because of injury concerns. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, – there's no speed. I'm unsure about what the batting average was going to look like. Uh, the power was sapped. Uh because yeah, of down injuries. to a 143 ISO in the 58 games so that Rendon did, did play. I'm I'm doing it. I'm moving Cabrian Hayes above Rendon. Um, I'm in. I'm in on that. Let's 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 do it together. Let's Thelma and Louise this right off the so, cliff. We go. Uh, I just yeah. I, I'm I. I mean the talent is still there. Once you show a skill, you own it, right? Um, the old Ron Chandler saying. So yeah. Uh, you know, could he rebound and and return to being the guy Isn't he's been? Give me 32 batting average with 30 home runs. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to draft that though. I, I just don't, he's not going to end up on any of my teams this year. Cause I'm just too scared. He's not going to play enough. He's 32. The injuries are piling up. I wonder if it's not just better to take Justin Turner, who also I, has injury concerns. He and is who I have ranked above both those guys. Hey, I respect that. Cause I don't. So, and I might need to, I, I because have, I have Justin Turner ranked ninth. Listen, he's going to be 37, but the dude is never bad. Like you can talk and, about yeah, his he's playing. He's going to miss time too, but he's going to. He be didn't really last good. Year. He spiked. Yeah. A, he spiked a full season last year. One fifty one. 
Martinez can help protect him a little bit, give him extra days off uh, where he doesn't have to play the field. Yeah, I have, I have Justin Turner as a top 10 third base. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I blame you there, and I, I think I might be inching him up. But we got a couple guys other, uh, a couple other guys here in the next stars. You talked about Moncada. We don't really know what's going on. How do you feel about Candelario? You know, I'm, I'm a Tigers fan. I, I've liked him since we got him. I felt like he was a solid guy who can be part of the next good team. Not a centerpiece, but somebody who's good. He's like a doubles hitter, so his his value isn't always in fantasy more so than than real life. You know, he hit 42 doubles, which led baseball last year. But 16 homers, 67 ribs, 75 runs, 271 average, like really solid. Not breaking. You know, Brett not not doing anything crazy anywhere, not breaking in the uh, the record books uh, in fantasy, and not not costing you a whole lot either. Do you like him as a solid CI, or can he be your starting third baseman? If you, I think he can be your start. I think he is an example of uh, why I'm not as worried about the third base depth uh, as other people, especially if you're playing in a 12 team league. But even in a 15, like I would be fine with Candelario as my as my third baseman. I also think we too often go, oh, you know, I don't want him as my third baseman, but I want him as a CI. Like, what's the difference? Like, I, 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 it's, that's it's fair. just I did the that, position. But, but I, you're right. I, I mean, you know, who who cares if your third base is weak, but your UT is strong? Like, it just it really doesn't matter to me. Um, I love Candelario's contact ability. Um, I think there is at some point going to be a breakout. I just don't know if it's this year or not, um, but like I think he has all the right things, um, kind of uh, lining up for a guy like Candelario, you know, with good max exit velocity, good ex wobos, good batting average. Um, like I think he, I think he could. Like he, is he a forty home run hitter? No, no, no. no. But, but can he hit twenty five? Yeah, with a good batting average, I think he can. That's um, what I'm saying. If he goes like. 280 that, 25 that tigers offense wasn't bad yeah his, it wasn't bad last year and it's getting better now yep um you're adding Baez, a full year of badu, badu. Uh, badu and then green and torque yeah i think i i really like candelaria i think he's kind of sneaky yeah, I, I think so, too, and I did include him here on purpose. Again, he goes much later than Hayes and Moncada, but I put him under the, the quote-unquote next stars question mark because I do think he's been getting some buzz, and I, I, I like the buzz. I, I'm intrigued. Obviously, I'm a Tigers fan, but we've seen 19 homers back in 2018. It came with a 224 average, and we're like, well, where's the average? Because he was supposed to be in a batting average guy. I think he's kind of worked his way through things to figure it out. He's 28, but he's not ancient. Uh, you know, that that's not like beyond the capability of adding to your skill set. And I think we've seen the different pieces of his skills. And I think the next level could be low 20s homers, uh, a 280 plus average, and then solid runs and ribbies for a really mm -hmm. capable num uh, third baseman. Honestly, he could be like a Justin Turner, but much younger. Like Justin yeah. Turner hit 27, 87, actually had 87 runs and ribbies last year with a 278. Candelario could do that. Now, the 27 is pretty high. That would be 11 more homers, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. And so that's why I like uh, Jamer Candelario. The Elders, let's end with this group and we'll do part two on Tuesday because we have been running a bit because we got some good rumors or because we, we got some actual moves coming in with the uh, with the Kershaw one specifically. And you were smart to bring up the Ranger Suarez visa mm -hmm. issues. Uh, so the Elders, Justin Turner, Josh Donaldson, and Evan Longoria. Justin Turner's down at the 15th 
third baseman. That's ageism all day at 161 ADP with a 127 min, 188 max. Josh Donaldson's at 201, 166, 231 max. Also ageism, but also health. Uh, you know, there's there's a mix there for both those guys. But if they were five years younger. Um, even with the same health profile, I think people would be a lot more into them. And then Longo is even later than that at 337, 281, 382 min-max. But he was excellent last year, so I just put him in with the other two because they're all three crusty old dudes. Justin Turner, you mentioned he's a top-10 guy for you, so you, you're high on mm -hmm. him yeah. because the market is not taking him there. Have you wound up with him in leagues then? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's uh, – I think among the uh, – Oh, I guess maybe not as much as I thought, but I have got him in two leagues. Okay. Um, so I, I thought well, I at had least it wasn't zero more. after you thought. You yeah. Know, <laughs> I have him, I have him eight actually. I uh, feel like I I feel list. like I've gotten him more than that, but apparently not. Um, but I, I I love Turner a lot. It could be what's available when you're when he comes up and you're taking something up, even though you like him higher, you might mm -hmm. still be taking something else in that draft. And I think too, like there are people who feel the same way as me. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're I mean, I got a mate. Like I said, yeah, I'm right there so, with you. Yeah, I, th I think there are people who who will be willing to jump him just because they feel really really confident in what he he provides. I like Donaldson too. He's another guy I've ended up with a few times. Um, uh, or at least one time, uh, as I checked my, as my check my chairs list. Um, I'm a little bit more concerned about his health history, being uh, how old he is. You know the kind of injuries he's dealt with. You know over the last few years. Uh, but I I think when he's on the field, you know uh, he's just a, he's kind of a stud. So uh, he really love is. him. And then Josh Donaldson, yeah. And uh, then Evan Longoria. Uh, yeah, Longoria. I think same type of thing actually. Like. It just to a to a greater degree, like how much is he going to stay on the field? I think he's one of the few giants who really probably doesn't platoon very much. You know, his if, defense if, if is still healthy. Yeah. yeah, his defense is still great at third base. Um, you know, the problem is because his defense is so great at third base, I don't think he he gets a lot of DH time. Maybe the occasional spell at DH. Yeah, uh, but I think they want his defense on the field, which tends to sometimes get him hurt. Um, so I think he's he's best suited for kind of fifty round draft and holds. Um, where you're going to put three or four third basemen on your roster. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't, the problem is you can't pair these guys together, right? Because there is a realistic, uh, you know, scenario in which both of them get hurt at the same time. And now you have to was, drop yeah. one. I was um, going to say 80 games a piece, but overlapping issues. And then yeah. you're not being able to play either of uh, exactly. Donaldson or Longoria. So I prefer to pair one of these guys with like a Candelario, right? You mm -hmm. know, hey, these guys are sexy but they're risky because of the, the health, but I can pair it with a Candelaro who's probably not as sexy, but he's not as risky because he's been healthy. So. Yep. I, I think that's a great way to play it. And um, you know, I, I'm in lockstep with you on Turner Donaldson and Longoria. So I'm not just going to repeat it in a different way. I think they're all valuable. They go at three different levels too. So you can wait on them, but mm -hmm. I agree. Don't be putting multiple of them on your same team because of how old they are. And the fact that they can hurt you. Um, we're going to go ahead and cut it here at third base. I did leave a couple decent groups, but after the three that are on this sheet, the rest is so bad. But we will talk about your boy, Carter Keyboom. You can sell people because he is completely forgotten, but it does really dry up 
at a certain point here. I mean, we're going to have some repeat guys that you might want to say some things about, but I don't know, man. You're going to have to help me wade through this if you, if you think there's some goodness there. I like the next group that we'll talk about first on Tuesday, hopefully with a bunch of moves before we talk about third baseman. Um, and even some of the scary rebound candidates are okay, but it's bleak. But Justin, have a great time at Barf tomorrow. What an amazing league you've set yep. up. And you've fostered an entire community. There are there are ARF leagues across the entire country now. That's like you're, you get all the love and credit for TGFBI, as you should, but that's another thing that you've mm -hmm. basically inspired. So Yeah, we got a Canada one. We have a St. Louis one that's already drafted. I think Canada one's doing a slow draft. Um, we have a Texas one tomorrow. I'm not in it. a Texas one, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, is a, <laughs> there is the Wharf league not the wharf league which is the western expanse seattle you okay know, western state but the wharf league do you want to guess what that stands for what what letter is it w a or w i w h a r f oh like wharf, wharf. yeah like wharf um you'll never get it okay, i'll, I'll even give you the area it is okay the southeastern united states no, I'm not. Something with a W in the southeast. A WH. Yeah, tell me. I don't know. The Waffle Hall, the Waffle House, House area, Roto Fantasy League. That's so good. It that's really so really funny. funny. It's amazing. That's so. that's incredible. Yeah, I just I couldn't. I'm going to a concert tomorrow. My sister bought me concert tickets oh. in, uh, in, in in for Christmas that I kind of forgotten about. So then they scheduled the draft. I'd originally said I was available. I was signing off on this weekend, and then when they they said on, it, I was like, I actually can't go uh, because I'll be I'll be out of town. I'm headed over to Houston. So good luck with it. Hopefully, we got tons of moves to talk about on Tuesday. I'd be so surprised if we didn't. There's almost yeah. no chance that we don't. One I, last I, th thing. I think a lot of these big names are at least wrapped up through the weekend. Like I think Freddie Freeman yeah. and Cray and Story get signed this weekend. I totally agree. Um, there is a question in the chat from Matthew Williams. How much does Rodon's uh, ADP jump? And we did talk about it a bit earlier, so you can get it on the on the recorded episode. But I do want to point out to a tweet that that Vlad Sedler put out at RotoGut said that um, since February 1st in 22 drafts in the Rotowire Online Championship, Rodon was at ADP of 121 with a min of 85 and a max of 170. He expects to see him climb into the 60 to 75 overall range with Webb, Freed, and Musgrove over this weekend. That would, would, make, he, that would make him a top 17 to 25 starting pitcher. And then to go back to what I told you earlier, the bat, it's its the bat uh, for pitchers. They don't have bat X for pitchers yet. Sixth pitcher overall. And yeah. now that he has a team and it's San Francisco, do you think people start to draft him more in accordance of what Vlad is saying? Do you think it can reach that high? Oh, I, I absolutely do. Like, I absolutely think it's going to reach that high. Um, it will not be on any of my teams. But some, somebody this weekend probably – will pop him as a top 20 starter. Yeah, I think tonight and over the weekend is when Rodon, and we're recording this on 311, um, Amber is the color of your energy. We'll definitely draft him. They will definitely be drafted. Did you hear so, uh, Did you hear the picture list most recent on the corner podcast? Uh, no, not yet. Because it's episode 311. Oh, perfect. I will, I will actually, you know what? I'll listen to it right now after the, it, after the uh, show here. Alex Fass, I, I don't know if he's going to hear. I'm sure he'll hear this at some point. 
just absolutely is amazing throughout the entire episode. That's all I'm going to say. Go listen to it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. All right, Justin, great talking with you. Thanks everyone who joined us yesterday. Uh, yesterday's future pitcher list, speaking of, uh, Noob, Tim Sawyer, and Matthew Williams that we saw in the chat. Everyone, if you want if you want to watch these all the time, sign up for the Patreon. Mm -hmm. It should be available. Um, and we'll have all sorts of other stuff. Justin, have an awesome weekend. Good luck in Barf. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. You can also sign up for TGFB, TGFBI satellites through the weekend. I'm going to close them down pretty soon because the season's going to start and they're slow drafts. So if you want to get in TGFBI, this is the last weekend to sign up. There you go, baby. Peace. Take it easy.